Hello, and welcome back to the Bug in a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin. As usual, I'm Whitney. And today, Whitney will be gracing us with a wonderful tale that travels throughout time. In, and space. And space. And the continuum. <laughs> the space-time continuum. And it may keep us up at night, but hopefully we will still sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. Absolutely. And the first thing that I'd like to say is that um, I have a new idea for a TV show. Okay. And that TV show, we're going to abbreviate it as HCTG. And now I want you to keep this in mind through the podcast, whether you think that HCTG would be better uh, as a show for HGTV or TLC, because I haven't made my mind Did you combine? Well, what is it? We'll ha- I'll make that decision. That's what I said. I'll ask you again at the end. TLC is kind of like the trashier side that you can't stop watching. Well, isn't HGTV mostly like home improvement? Yeah, but it's like good stuff, right? Like you can really learn from it. While TLC's like trading spaces or say yes to the dress. It's always good, usually happy, but it can get kind of messy. Isn't like... My big fat gypsy wedding. I, mean, I don't think it's my big fat <laughs> gypsy wedding. Isn't that on TLC? Yes, I think so. I'm just saying. So I'm leaning towards TLC, but at the end, maybe you'll have some more suggestions for this hot new idea. Okay. So HCTG, which clearly I can't even pronounce yet. H as in hot dog. C, C as, as in, in cat, cat dog, cat dog. <laughs> T as in tofu dog, and G as in gopher, gopher dog, <laughs> groundhog dog. <laughs> okay. So anyway, it's a little known secret that I have been traveling recently. Uh, Caitlin knows because I haven't been home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been far away in the magical land of uh, Pennsylvania, Ooh. Altoona specifically. Yeah, okay. So Altoona is about 150 miles east of us near central Pennsylvania. That travel time clocks in at around 2 hours and 45 minutes if we're driving. Now, if we walked, it would be about 50 hours. Oh, that's only, what, like two days? Now... Some change? We'd get there on the third day. What upsets me about this, and I'll tell you... I guess that's... Is that I did the math. Yes. And in order to take 50 hours to walk... This 150 miles, it would be a pace of 20 miles a minute. Nope, that's not it. 20 miles a minute? <laughs> Jesus, why are we walking on a jet plane? I'm wrong. I hate 20 minutes per mile. 20 minutes per mile. That's so that's slow. Like 20 minutes per mile? Yeah. yeah, but that's walking. It's not like you're going to jog. And you have to think, though. You have to leave some room because, or is it a straight line? Because what if you come to a mountain pass or a river? I don't think it should matter. I think that I disagree with Google Maps. <laughs> Whether or not Google Maps is certified by whoever certifies Google Maps. Google. I'm assuming it's the gods. But well, I don't no, exactly know. it's Satan himself. Satan? You know what? That makes more <laughs> sense as to why it would take us 20 minutes per mile. Anyway. Anyway. I got really upset about that, so I thought I'd share. <laughs> it's an average for everybody. Some people are going to be quick. Some people are going to be slow. Yes. Hmm? 
So, um, the place in Altoona itself that we're going to be talking about today is called the Horseshoe Curve Tunnel. You know, whenever there's like a curve, it's never good, right? Because you just, probably a lot of car crashes, probably a lot of death. Well, I would say that there's probably a lot of death and tragedy through the years because construction on this curve itself was uh, began in 1850. Okay. So this was a three-track railway curve for, in Blair County, Pennsylvania. Oh, it's a railroad. So originally it was a railway okay. curve. Uh, the curve itself is about 2,375 feet or 700 meters long. 2,000? Mm-hmm. It's a big curve. Jeez, Okay. And that's how long it is. Now, I don't know where they're starting that measurement from. Okay. And then it's about 1,300 feet in diameter. So it's still very okay. wide. Yeah. But three trains side by side could right. it's gotta make be that big. curve. So it started in 1850, completed in 1854 by the Pennsylvania Railroad in order to lessen the steep incline to the summit of the Allegheny Mountains. Previously, the route... For that large, for large vehicles, <coughs> trains. Right, right, right. But they said for large vehicles. Right. Anyway, previously they had to go across Allegheny Portage Railroad, which apparently was much more inconvenient and took longer to traverse. Although there's not really stats that I found on sure how much more inconvenient it was. Sure, 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 sure. So anyway, this was a big deal. Helped the economic transit. Probably made stuff quicker. You could send more trains through. Right. Yada, yada. Okay. Exactly. I don't know a lot about trains. The faster, the better is what I've heard. No, the only thing I really know from trains is leap year where he's like, in the olden days, I could have kept it for you, but it's all time is money now. So that's where I'm getting my knowledge from. Anyway. Anyway. This railway line uh, that was newly built was so valuable to large vehicle travel that during World War II, the curve was actually targeted by Nazi Germany. Oh, dang. Okay. So, this is the first part of my story today. Um, I didn't start out wanting to talk about espionage, uh, sabotage, spies, and the like. Cool. But that's what we're going to start with. Use smaller words for my smaller brain. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, Nazi Germany targeted this uh, curve, horseshoe curve. Yeah. As part of Operation Pastorius. Okay. P-A-S-T-O-R-I-U-S. Now, I hadn't heard of this, but apparently it was a big deal. This was one of only, I believe, two attacks targeted on American soil by Nazi Germany during World War II that were of this scale. Okay. The mission was headed by Admiral Wilhelm Canaris, chief of the German Abwehr, which was the German version of the FBI, and it's spelled A-B-W-E-H-R. Okay. So this operation was constructed by the Germans as a plan to sabotage inside the United States and target specifically the economic structure. Okay. So uh, they staged it for June of 1942, and the idea was that they were going to include targets like Horseshoe Curve, hydroelectric plants at Niagara Falls, the Aluminum Company of America, which were plants in Illinois, Tennessee, and New York, and the locks on the Ohio River near Louisville, Kentucky. So basically, they're trying to target a lot of stuff so we can't make money because we're not moving what we need to move. Right. To, like, transport goods and services. Exactly. So we don't have enough money to fight the war. Right. Okay. They also wanted to target a cryolite plant in Philadelphia, Hellgate Bridge in New York, and Penn Station in Newark, New Jersey. Newark, 
New Jersey. North of New Jersey. So all of these places were targets as part of this bigger plan. Sure. That's a lot. It's a lot. On one day? Uh, no. To carry out their plan, they selected eight agents who were familiar with the United States, two of which were American citizens and six of which had had jobs in the United States prior to World War II. Okay. They were now living in Germany. Wow. I mean, yes, I get it, but, like, if uh, they're like, yeah, go to Pennsylvania and, like, act like spies and destroy this railroad, but if you've been living, like, somewhere else, you're going to be so... Out of it. Out of it, right? Like, <laughs> right. I can't be a spy in New York because I have zero idea. Like, I've never been to big, like, New York City. Yeah. Like, there's no way. I know. So that's what I was thinking. Um, especially when I read that they only gave them three weeks of intense training in sabotage <sighs> tactics. Oh, God. This included things like how to do explosives and yeah. different, like, mass destruction types of things. Sure. Um, as well as they created extensive background stories for each person on, like, their spy background. Yeah. They also were encouraged to converse in English amongst each other and read as much as possible into the popular culture so that they would fit in. Oh, gosh. Okay. So they basically said, we're going to train you, and when you go home, you study, study, study. Yeah. I think the most fun part about being a spy would be, like, being able to learn your backstory. Yeah. Like, I think that would be fun. And then the actual spy stuff, if you, like, learn so much about your backstory and know you got there and nobody ever asked you about it, I'd be so pissed. Yeah, like, where are you from? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. They're like, what? No, we just wanted to know a city. You're like, what? I this... grew up on a farm. <laughs> I feel like spy training should be very, very intense. Yeah. And to me, this three weeks is, like, <laughs> yeah. making a and d character compared to yeah, making a spy. Yeah, but I guess it's also, like... I mean, in my mind, it's like, go blow up the railroad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, you could just do it and then go to jail. Yeah. If like, you were being sneaky about yeah. it. So, uh, the plan itself was laid out before these eight men during their three weeks of training, and it consisted of basically a two-year-long plan. Why? Where they were going to go, <laughs> listen, so that they could target all of these places. I don't know oh, why. Oh, I thought you meant a two-year-long plan just for the curve. No, no, no. I was <laughs> like, Jesus, like, they're getting in deep. No. <laughs> they but, have to start a family. <laughs> like, what? The perfect plan. <laughs> okay, I, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's this fun. makes more sense. Go ahead. It's okay. So, over these two years, the agents would be instructed to plant explosives on bridges, railroad stations, water facilities, and public places, as the places I mentioned before. Sure. They were giving counterfeit birth certificates, social security cards, draft deferment cards, driver's licenses, and $175,000 in American currency. I think each. Damn. But that seems wild to me that they, there's no They way. have to buy their own explosives. <laughs> there's no way. It had to have been for the group. They were then placed aboard two U-boats, which I believe are submarines. Yeah. And were um, sent to land on the east coast of the United States. Just like inconspicuously in these submarines? Let me tell you the plan. <laughs> so, um... Well, I'll get to that because problems arose on the way to the submarine. No, I am not surprised. Before the, this mission even began, there were problems, as I said. One of the lead agents, George Dash, D-A-S-C-H, left incriminating documents behind on a train. Rule number one. 
Rule number one, leave nothing behind. <laughs> nothing. Don't, like, no tracks. None. What is this guy doing? Well, apparently he left very important documents. That wasn't covered in the three-week training. <laughs> Listen, they never said don't leave incriminating papers. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what those papers were, but it says they were very incriminating. I am not who I say I am. Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of the agents got extremely drunk at a bar in Paris and announced to the patrons that he was, in fact, a secret agent. I hate this. I hate this. You're going to hate it even more. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Just buckle in. If they got, well, they were in the German army. Never mind. I was like, if they got recruited, why haven't I? But I don't. I <laughs> we think don't want. They were specifically recruited just because they were familiar with the United States. I don't know how much training they had. Yeah, it sounds not being, like not a lot. They weren't, they weren't picked because they were good spy boys. Right. <laughs> right. They carried on, though. The first group of four men landed on shore on June 12, 1942, wearing German Navy uniforms. In case they were captured, they would be considered prisoners of war rather than spies. When they landed on the shore near Amagatsnet, A-M-A-G-A-N-S-E-T-T, no idea, somewhere in New York, about 100 miles east of New York City, they buried their supplies as well as the German uniforms and changed into civilian clothing, which makes no sense. Why didn't they come in civilian clothing? I think it was in case the submarine was captured. Oh, 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 oh. But oh, it made oh, it seem oh, like mm-hmm. well, just between the submarine and swimming to shore, they wouldn't sure. <laughs> they were in full uniform swimming to shore. What? Okay, Apparently. anyway. Oh, I was picturing the submarine, like, going up on shore, but that doesn't make sense. No, I think they swam. From, I don't know how far off the coast. Anyway. Anyway. We don't know. So they buried their uniforms and they buried a lot of their supplies. And the plan was that they would split up. And then over the course of two years, kind of meet back up together. Who came up with this plan? Uh, Admiral Canaris. And quite, I'm not understanding the plan. Are they supposed to, like, over the two years, plant all these explosives and then they're all going to detonate at one day? I don't know. (laughs) Or are they, like... Are the explosions not happening on the same day? I think they have enough supplies to do all of the explosions. And they have two years to carry out this plan. But I don't think they're going to push one button in 1942 and blow up everything at one time. It's going to be like the Joker where he pushes the button yeah, and, and some stuff blows just, up. Like, starts hitting <laughs> it. He keeps it and more stuff blows up. Right, okay. I just think that it w- I'm going to say this and then I'm going to be done. It would have been so much easier if they would have just had two people go to each of these places and just plant the explosives in one day. And do, You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to all be the same time, but why does it have to be a two-year plan? It's a railroad. Like, it cannot be that hard to walk up to the railroad. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Listen. I'm done. I'm done. Continue. I'm telling you what the plan They buried was. their supplies, and they said, see you later. Yes, they were, okay. We're going to go live our lives for two years. Kind of. Okay, <laughs> wait. back up here. Before that could happen, they bury their supplies. They get ready to split up. Right. And Dash, who's yeah. the one who left papers on the train, yeah. is discovered walking along the beach by an unarmed Coast Guardsman. Yeah. United States Coast Guardsman. Sure. Named John C. Cullen. In order to convince Mr. Cullen, or Officer Cullen, or this Coast Guardman that I don't know his rank, yeah. that... Uh, he shouldn't go alert the authorities. They offered him $260 as a bribe. Did it work, though? He said, you know what? You got it. Give me the money. 
And then he went and told on him. And then as soon as they were gone, he went yeah. and snitched like six nine. Me, that'd be me. I'm sorry, that'd be me. Yes, I, I will take your hush money, absolutely. Yes, give me the hush money. Give me the hush money. An armed patrol returned to the site and found all of their supplies. Jesus Christ. A massive manhunt then began to... Where did they the bury their... Just on the beach somewhere? Yes. What? <laughs> it's like, is this a sea turtle nest or... I hate this. Okay, good. A massive manhunt then began searching for the men who had uh, went and checked into a hotel in Manhattan. But all this, four of them? Yep. Together? I think so. <laughs> but, but, they weren't found yet. Okay. The second boat, submarine, landed south of Jacksonville, Florida, four days later on June the 16th. The men, four men were wearing bathing suits and navy hats. Why? Just wear the bathing suit and, like, <laughs> casually swim over to a group of people. Oh, hey, guys. I lost my wife. There she is. Oh, hi, guys. Yeah, Wait, like, that's not true. <laughs> no, that's... But, like, what? Okay. Ding. They had of the navy hats on. Mm-hmm. That seems suspicious. I think it was a style choice. <laughs> That was the popular culture of the day. I guess so. As soon as they reached the shore, they donned civilian clothing, buried their explosives, and their, uh... Well, I don't know if they buried their explosives, but they buried their sailor hats and swimsuits, apparently. And then they boarded trains headed to Chicago, Illinois, and Cincinnati, Ohio. So they split up. Okay. The two teams then met back up together as a group of eight on July the 4th in Cincinnati to coordinate their sabotage efforts. Okay. Now, Dash, the one who left the papers on the train and was caught by the Coast Guardsman, called one of his fellow saboteurs, whose last name was Berger, Da Burger. Da Burger. I put that in my notes. <laughs> to an upper-level hotel room and opened the window. He said, Berger, we need to talk. And if we disagree, one of us is leaving this room. What? And one of them's going out the window. He said, quote, only one of us will walk out that door. The other will fly out this window. What is happening? Dash then told Berger that he was never going to go through with this plan, and he actually hated Nazis. (laughs) He also planned to report the plot to the FBI. The man caved and agreed to his terms, and they both defected immediately. Free free trip to the United States, baby! Free trip to the U.S. (laughs) And a bunch of money. They phoned the New York office of the FBI and explained who they were. This was Dash. He explained who he yeah. was. The agent answering didn't believe him. Jesus Christ. So he hung up. <laughs> Four days later, Dash took a train to Washington, D.C., walked into FBI headquarters, and gained the attention of Assistant Director D.M. Ladd by showing him the operation's budget of $84,000 in cash. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Besides Berger, none of the other German agents knew that they had been betrayed. Over the next two weeks, Berger and the other six were arrested one by one. FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover made no mention that Dash had turned himself in and claimed credit for the FBI cracking a spy ring. Okay, that's... no. That... listen, I don't like these spies, but that's... That was in the press. That's unfair. I agree. Who is this? Hoover? Uh, Edgar Hoover? Hoover. Goodness gracious. The admiral in charge of the plan was rebuked by Hitler himself, so Admiral Karnas. Well, it's a terrible plan. It's a terrible plan. In 1948, President Harry S. Truman granted executive clemency to Daschenberger on the condition that they deported back to the American zone of occupied Germany. No. 
They agreed, but they were not welcome back due no. to causing the death of their comrades. Yeah. Uh, President Hoover, later on, then promised them full pardons in the United States, but they died before those were ever actually appointed to them. Okay. But that's, this story is not at all why we're here. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I was wondering. I stumbled across that. We're turning to a spy podcast, which I'm fine with. You know what caught my attention? Hmm. Was the uh, only one of us will walk out that door. The other one's flying out that window. And then they both left out the door. Yeah, he lied. (laughs) That was only if they disagreed. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. Anyway. So what happened to the curve? The curve. It wasn't blown up. Yeah. Which I'm, I thought it was going to be like a ghost train story, but that's. Oh, yes. Oh, (laughs) okay, okay. Hey, I'm just. Hold, hey. Right, okay, right, okay. Let's rewind. Let's go. Okay. So, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, and it's a good thing we're talking about horseshoes. Wait. Oh, yeah, it's called horseshoe curve. (laughs) It's called horseshoe curve. what? (laughs) So, I'm going to call the story that I just talked about be close to what we're going to talk about next. Sure, I loved it. It is said the horseshoe curve has seen death and tragedy throughout the years. It has, in fact, become one of PA's most haunted locations. Interesting. Now, I don't have a number for the number of deaths. I know that several times trails have gone off the tracks. There's been... Trails have gone off the tracks? Trains have gone off the tracks. Yeah. There, and there's been, like, very large numbers of deaths due to this. However, the story we are going to talk about is that of the ghost of Horseshoe Curve Tunnel. It's a runaway train! It's a runaway train! (laughs) So the story goes that a beautiful young Irish woman in the late 1800s after the construction of the tunnel. Yeah. Obviously. So after 1854. No. Yeah, four. it was done in 1854. Yep. Yes. So this beautiful young Irish woman would wait at the entrance of Horseshoe Curve Tunnel for her fiancé to return home from work each afternoon. One fateful day, she was brutally murdered at the entrance of the tunnel while waiting for her love. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Right over here. Why? Why was she... Why was she waiting there? Mm. Okay. He had to walk back through? I don't know. Wait at home, girl. Listen. <laughs> she's trying to be sweet. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Okay. That's just what the story says. Yeah, go ahead. Although she's an- brutally murdered? Yes. Hmm. Although another version of the story goes that she waited all evening without harm befalling her, but her love never returned home. He Ooh. either died, disappeared, or uh, was murdered in a bar brawl instead. Which that that's means... not as romantic. Well, no, <laughs> no, like the bar one. <laughs> yeah, because that means she was waiting for him to come home, and he, he was, was at, at a the bar. bar. <laughs> You're right. No. Regardless, it is said that the young woman's ghost in a flowing white dress haunts the tunnel to this day. Okay. Now we get into a very Bloody Mary-like scenario. Okay. Where there are multiple ways you can attract the ghost. Yes. Who do you wish to meet her? I do. Some steps you could take include arriving at the tunnel between 11 p.m. and 3 (laughs) a.m. Or you can drive past three reservoirs that are before the tunnel around seven minutes to midnight. Or you can visit on a full moon. Other ways to boost your chances include showing up on foggy nights, snowy nights, or rainy nights. (laughs) So we need to go on a full moon when it's either raining, foggy, or snowing. Mm Mm-hmm. And we need to pass all the reservoirs seven minutes before midnight because that is in between 11 and 3. Yes, absolutely. Okay. 
Once you arrive. When's the next full moon? When is it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not entirely. I didn't look because I'd be tempted to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I can handle it. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Once you arrive to the tunnel at the right moment, whichever of the choices above you believe is the right moment, you then drive through the tunnel up the hill facing the city of Altoona. Okay. Once you get about 50 yards past the tunnel, you turn your car around in a pull-off area, <laughs> make sure there are no other cars on the roadway before you proceed to the next step. Okay. The next part is at your own risk, according to every version of this that you find. She's not going to kill anybody. No, it's because you drive towards the tunnel with your lights off. Jesus! Very, very slowly. <laughs> oh no, she won't kill you, another car will. <laughs> exactly. This is why there's so many deaths at the tunnel. Right, right, right. So you, get, you drive towards the tunnel very, very slowly with your lights off. Now when you get to the middle of the tunnel, which I don't know how you know because the lights are off, you either beep your horn three times or flash your headlights three times. Not both. Then you sit very quietly for as long as you can. Okay. Zero seconds <laughs> for me. And then you listen for the sound of a young woman's voice and watch for a glimpse of her through the windows. Gross. If nothing happens, drive through to the other side and look for her, quote, on the wall outside. Now, listen <laughs> here. I have no idea what wall they're talking about. It's fine. You'll know know when you're there. You'll know if you're there. If you're brave enough to do it, you'll know. Now, there is also a large spruce tree, apparently, on one side of the tunnel or the other that Mm -hmm. sometimes she is seen standing next to. Okay. Besides... (laughs) You're going to say in. I was like, wow. She climbs it. (laughs) Besides the young Irish woman, people have reported seeing and hearing small children laughing and running near their cars. Other reports include human handprints on their windows and the feeling of things thrown against their cars, which is unclear to me. I don't know if things are thrown against them or they feel like something hits their car like another car. Mm, Probably because another you. car hits them because their lights are off. Because their lights are off and they're driving very slowly. <laughs> driving very at midnight. Slowly. <laughs> there have also been reports of the thick smell of sulfur in the air near the tunnel. There's another challenge, and I'm calling it a challenge because maybe... Maybe just a risk. There's another risk you can take. Yeah. Where you um, basically drive into the middle of the tunnel and place a water bottle on top of your car. <laughs> now, supposedly this tortured spirit hates water bottles. Why? And she will grab the bottle and throw it off of the roof of the car. Now, maybe she's just thirsty. Maybe she's mad we're using so much plastic. Yeah. I've, maybe. She considers it littering. She doesn't want you to forget it, so she smacks it off your car so you can, you're like, oh, my water bottle. Maybe she prefers Gatorade. Mm -hmm. Maybe she doesn't like Aquafina and people keep taking Aquafina. I don't know. I don't know. Scientists have yet to agree. We all prefer Gatorade, though. Anyway. (laughs) She throws the water bottle, supposedly. That's not as, I mean, that one's not as scary. I'm not as impressed. Also, how do you know she threw... Did you get back out to watch how her How low is it? the like, tunnel? I'm wondering if you put it on there and you drive and the top of the tunnel just knocks off. Probably big enough for a train, train to go through. Right? <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> we don't know what kind of modifications have happened since then. I have no idea. I'm going to read you some testimonies from people who commented on the article that I read who say that they've tried... Some of these things. <laughs> if they're like, nothing happened, I'm going to be so mad. Well, I have three testimonies for you. I don't remember exactly what they say, because it's very late when I wrote this right, story. Right, right, right. It's fine. 
So on October 22nd, 2015, at 7.56am, somebody commented. <laughs> oh, somebody commented at 7. I thought, they used, I thought you were going to say they went to the tunnel at 7.56am. I was like, that's not part of the rules. It's not in the window. Yeah. Anyway, this user who uh, is named Unknown commented, so we'll call them John Cena, commented, I went there with my sister. We were ghost hunting and I had a recorder. I put it on top of the roof of my car and put all the windows up. We sat there for five minutes very quietly. I felt heavy and decided to leave. I took down the recorder and drove to the museum parking lot and hooked the recorder up to my car speakers and we listened. Uh-oh. I dropped the recorder on the floor when we started to hear a horrible growl on the recording. We were alone and I took pictures of the tunnel before we drove in. I still have that EVP and it creeps me out to this day. Play it! Yeah. Where's the link? Where's the proof? Where's the link? Link it up! Audio where it didn't happen. (laughs) Creepy. A low growl? Apparently it's weird. Maybe a raccoon got on the top of her car. (laughs) <laughs> by the recording <laughs> so uh and on july 26 2016 at 4 28 p.m another unknown user who we will call spock commented the following i've seen and heard so many strange things in here children giggling loud and strange screeching white silhouettes silhouettes darker than the darkness itself faint but clear whispering unearthly looking handprints on the vehicle as well as things hitting it Hitting the handprint? Hitting the vehicle. Hitting the vehicle. The stories are definitely not bogus, and I recommend visiting the tunnel for quite a story to tell, despite it being one of the biggest hot spots for ghost hunting in the area. Just please be respectful like you always should, and don't litter. Don't try to summon demons, etc. Nice article. Don't litter, then what are we supposed to do with the water bottle? You know what? That was my thought. We're supposed to pick it up once we're done, I'm assuming. Okay. Now, this is my favorite comment. Okay. It is from May the 4th, 2020 at 4.59 a.m. Oh, wow. So, like... This year. Yeah. Somebody commented. And it's again from Unknown. Would you like to give them a name? Twinkle Toes. Twinkle Toes commented. <clears throat> I went there and heard cars and a guy coughing. Wait. <laughs> End of testimony. <laughs> That means nothing to me. I went there and I heard some other cars, but I couldn't see anything. But my lights, but my all every single car that was there, all of our lights were off. And the guy coughing is because he had coronavirus. (gasps) Oh my god, they got corona at a haunted bridge. Huh? Tunnel. Haunted tunnel. I don't know if there's a bridge there. I haven't gone yet, but because this is like 16 minutes away from where I'm staying right now, I think I'm going to go check it out this week. Yes. So I will post a picture. Just go at 11. Oh, I'm not going at night. (laughs) I know. 11 a.m. maybe. I'm not going at night (laughs) time. Absolutely not. Oh, wow. Anyway, after all that you've heard today, Mm -hmm. my question is to you. Yeah. Would the Horseshoe Curve Tunnel Ghost, or HCTG, do better as a TV show on TLC or HGTV? And 
will this keep you up at night or will you still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug? I mean, the overall story, like, if we're including all of the history, definitely TLC because there was just some wild shit going on. <laughs> and also, like, the two comments could have been HGTV. Like, the first two, like, yeah, I went there. Like, it was crazy. I heard growling on my, like, recorder. But mm-hmm. then the last one is, like, it just kicked the knees out of everybody. Like, kicked the legs out from every under whatever the the phrase is you know what i mean they're just like well there were cars i heard cars i heard i heard cars and coughing oh wait was that me like (laughs) it was my car and i was coughing (laughs) brb you gotta go to the hospital um and will it keep me up at night um the thing that's gonna keep me up at night the most is that like, now I'm regretting not going to spy school because if that's the minimum requirement that you need, I would have been average. Let's be for real. Let me be very clear. This entire plan failed miserably. Yeah, yeah. from the get-go. It made no sense. Oh, no, like, it was never going to work. No. And their other attempt ended up failing as well because now we're just like... Of course it did. We know what they're, like, I thinking. don't... It doesn't make sense. Here's a two-year plan. Go go do it. Okay, we're all going to split up, but in two weeks, we're going to meet back up in one hotel. What? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, ghosts always creep me out. I like to put on a brave face and say that I'd go there and that I wouldn't be a wuss, but I would be. Also, I see one thing, I'm out of there. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. I've been next to this. Now, this story was recommended to me by some of the residents that I've been working with. So, thank you to them for this idea. Um, And by this story, I mean the ghost part, not Not the the background part. Spy stuff. However, just like, have they gone? I don't know, and I'm not going to ask them because I don't want to freak out. Go with them. Hey, you guys want to go with me? Hey, guys, I'm asking right now. Do you wanna you wanna hang out? Do you wanna build a snow? Do you wanna see a ghost? <laughs> Come on, let's go and play. Do you wanna see? Turn the off t- your lights. Turn your car around. Go into the middle of the tunnel. Was that? I liked how, it. How was that? Okay. It was really good. That's gonna be the first song if this, if there is ever a musical made about this tunnel. Absolutely. It's called what again? It's called Horseshoe Curve <laughs> Tunnel. And my TV show will be called The Horseshoe Curve Tunnel Ghost. <laughs> I'm s so, I don't know why I can't remember horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's my brain right now. <laughs> um, that's why I call it the HCTG. That doesn't help me at all. It makes it makes me think of Horseshoe Curve mm-hmm. yep. Ghost Tunnel? No, I mean sure. There is a tunnel in the Horseshoe Curve called the Horseshoe Curve Tunnel. Wait, what's the abbreviation again? What have you made for it? H. Yeah. C. Horseshoe Curve. T. Tunnel. G. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> got it. I got it. I got it. On that note. <laughs> One more guess. <laughs> no, it's a good story. I loved it. I loved all of it. So if you've been in Altoona, Pennsylvania, uh... Please let us know if you've been to this tunnel, if you've tried any of these tricks. Yep. I will go this week before I leave. Yeah. And I'll check it out. Probably not at night. No. Because that's not safe. No, not by yourself. Unless I can get some other people to go with me. I <laughs> highly doubt it. They're very busy people. <laughs> and 
who don't want to go drive up there with their lights off, I'm fairly certain. Yeah, true, true. So I like it. It was a good story. I thought it was fa- got a little bit of history and a little bit of ghost. That's what we need in our lives, right? Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say the first part you could kind of say was a conspiracy, but it's really not. It's more of like a thwarted spy. It's kind of murder. It's attempted murder, I guess. Well, people did get killed. Yeah. Because they betrayed. Right, because they were they were were traitors to the. So we could say betrayal, espionage, almost explosives. And a ghost story at the end. And a ghost story at the end to tie it all up with a nice little bow. I love it. So if you have a specific way that you want me to approach this tunnel from the list of things that we could possibly mm-hmm. do, please let me know. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll take a water bottle. I will clean it up before I leave. Yeah. Let Winnie know what you want her to do on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Twitter and Instagram are at B-I-A-R podcast. Facebook is just bug in a rug. You can also email us, B-I-A-R podcast at gmail.com. You know, if you need to take a look at the resources to figure out your favorite way to summon this ghost, go to our website, bugandarug.podbean.com. Reach out. Tell us, should she get a recorder to try to catch some growling? Should she turn her lights off? What time of night should she go? I'll make you a deal. I will go and turn my lights off if it is the middle of the day. (laughs) Yes, there we go. Perfect, perfect. All right, hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you guys can still sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. Signing off. I'm Caitlin. I'm Whitney. Bye. Sleep tight.